G'day guys and welcome back to the TDs and Threes podcast. Now I know what you might be thinking if you're a long-time listener. Where's Daz? Because usually he comes in with his dulcet tones and welcomes the listeners, but we've swapped roles today. I'm in the host chair. We've got a very good episode coming up. We're going to be reviewing our very first episode, which was nearly exactly a year ago, Daz. Wow, almost a year ago. Where does the time go, mate? That's the initial thought. And the second thought, mate, it's taken you a year and you've uh, finally earned that promotion. So I'm proud of you, mate, and fingers crossed it goes well. Yeah, 12 employee of the months. Uh, it was bound to <laughs> finally get a get a promotion at some stage. But oh boy. as I said, we're reviewing our first ever show and that show was over-unders. So we got the over-and-under for each NFL team provided by a local gambling company in Australia here. Not sponsored, so we're not going to mention, but um, <laughs> we, we had to predict whether the team would go over or under that win line. I've gone back and listened and tallied the results, and we're going to crown a winner for the 2021-22 season. So my question is, Daz, are you ready? Mm. I'm ready, mate. And who would have thought we were out the back of my parents' joint, weren't we? Sharing a mic because yes. we had a yep. we had a connection issue, which what else is new when it came to the early <laughs> days of TDs at three? So, mate, we've come a long way, and here we are. And I'm uh, I'm hoping that our predictions have aged uh, better than that sound quality. That's for sure. Yeah, technology wasn't our friend that night, but we had to get the content out. So if you do listen back to it, uh, forgive yeah. the audio, it's been now. <laughs> but uh, let's start it off. It's alphabetical order, of course. So we'll start off with Arizona. Their win line was seven and a half wins. They Way finished 11 and six. Mm. Uh, so they obviously smashed the over and we both got that one correct, yeah. mate. Yeah, look, that's good to start with a free hit, I thought. I don't yeah. think anyone thought Arizona were going eight and nine, especially with the extra game. So I'm hoping with that extra game, we had a bit more wiggle room. And I haven't actually, honestly, I haven't gone back and uh, and checked the recording. So everything you tell me now, I'm reacting live. But that one looked like a free hit and happy I got that one away. Yeah, pretty easy start. Um, Arizona were a lot better team than seven and a half wins. So um, I think... That's going to be, I have to say, after listening to the episode, shout out to the company that did the lines because I think there were nearly double-digit ones that came within 0.5. Oh. So either they were a game over or game under the line, which was outstanding. So there's a lot of close results here. Yeah, this is why you uh, you can't take on the bookies for too long and, and think you're ahead, so gamble responsibly. Yeah, absolutely. We move on to Atlanta. Their line was seven and a half wins. They finished the season seven and 10. So one of those ones where it was really good line, but we're on fire to start, mate. We both went under again. Yeah, it did seem too low. Um, I did seem too high. Sorry, I should say. And uh, I'm actually surprised Atlanta won seven games. Now that you tell me that back, they didn't seem like a, a seven win team, but Another one that looked like a bit of a free hit, and I'm I'm not looking forward to the first howler I get. So the quicker I get it out of the way, the better. Mate, I totally agree because when I was doing my research for this episode mm. and you said the line was seven and a half, I was like, oh, there's no way they got near that. And then I looked <laughs> up the results and they were seven and ten. It took me by surprise, but good start for both of us, two and two to start. Let's move on to Baltimore. We obviously know that the Ravens were ravaged by injury this year. So it's going to be interesting. Their line was 10 and a half. They finished eight and nine. We both took the over. So we both thought they would be 11 or more win side. And I think you can pencil this one down to their 
bad luck with injuries. Yeah, and the the fact that they had got the injuries that they got and still finished, what, two games short of the line, I think it's a testament to just how well Baltimore are going as a franchise. So I'm not I'm not kicking myself for that one. I don't think you will be either. No, nah, genuine excuses there. And that's one of the main reasons why Baltimore are my island team this year, which I'm really looking forward to uh, discussing throughout the season. On to the Buffalo Bills, who... In this first episode, I was buying all of their stock. I was keen on the Bills. Their line was 11 and a half. They finished 11 and six. Oh, what? They They didn't reach it. They did not reach the line. So we we both went over. And this is another one of those examples where the line set was absolutely elite. They finished 11 and six with the 11.5 line. So... Just missed the win line. We both miss a pick there. You were surprised, mate. That's they would have made a shit ton of money off that bet. That looked like one of the safest ones of the year. Yeah. 11 and six. Wow. Oh, yeah. Tennessee were the number one seed. I still can't get over that, to be honest, but I'm not here that to drive by Tennessee. Yeah. That that loss to Jacksonville mid-year by the Bills really hurting us there. Yeah. Josh Allen played well. It just wasn't the one we needed. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. That's right. So let's move on to my boys, the Carolina Panthers. The line set was seven and a half. We obviously didn't reach the line, <laughs> finishing five and 12. I took the under. So oh, I didn't I take was, over. Oh, no. I oh. was not confident that my team would win eight games. It was justified. And Daz also took the under. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so we. <laughs> I'd written my resignation speech in my head then. <laughs> We have not disagreed yet. I can see a lot of agreements by Dazzling here. It's, uh, it's, I don't it's think, puzzling. Yeah, I don't think that'll be happening in year two, let me tell you. No, I'd hope not because uh, we need the content. But mm. we're both sitting at three and three out of five after the first five teams. But we have our first disagreement. Here we go. And it's with the Chicago Bears, whose line was set at seven and a half. They finished six and 11 on the year. I think I've won this. And Dazzling has got the leg up here. He took the under. I was all aboard the Justin Fields train. Still am, but unfortunately, it didn't quite get over the line. So I took the over on this one. In hindsight, it was probably too big of a jump. They won four games the year before. So it was probably too big of a jump for Justin Fields to make in year one. Um, But Dazzling gets an early lead at 3-4. And let's not forget the coaching stank. Yes. Well, that is absolutely Shout out, correct. Matt Nagy. <laughs> Shout out to another episode we did where I capitalized on Nagy's incompetence, but I'm sure, <laughs> we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that a bit later in the preseason. Mm. On to Cincinnati. Now, I'm just going to put it out there. We both got this wrong because oh, okay. their line was six and a half. Oh, no. <laughs> and they went 10 and seven. Went to the and, Super Bowl. And went to the Super Bowl. And we both took the under. So, look. Whoops. <laughs> let, let's be honest. If there are people listening at home who banked on Cincinnati over wins, I need them to hit us up on social media yeah. because I don't think there was an army of Cincinnati supporters marching to their local gambling agency and smashing the over on this line. Yeah, I did remember one of a different gambling who, you know, how they put out the, oh, someone's put, you know, 10 bucks on this person yes. to win MVP. Yeah. Someone did put 50 on Cincinnati to make the Super Bowl. I think it was week five. 
Yeah. And it had like 13,000 people laughing at it. So I don't think we're alone here, even if that is a, a genuine stinker. Yeah. Look, I think it was a, a bit of a fairy tale season for Cincinnati. I'm really interested in what their line's going to be when we do this episode yeah. for the next season in the coming weeks. I think that's going to be one that could split opinions. I will get the TD, uh, get the People's Prince TD in for that one as well. So still at 3 4 as we move on to the Cleveland Browns. Their line was set at 11 and a half. They finished eight to nine, and we both took the over. So Cleveland were one of the hype preseason. We probably bought into it early on. Mm. And then to our credit, before the season started, we pumped the brakes on that and correctly pumped the brakes on that. Yeah, we were probably just two weeks uh, late to the party, it seems, which is a credit to us because. You know, some some in the twenty four seven NFL media were about eight months uh, behind yeah. the eight ball when it came to Cleveland. So, yeah, not not great that one. And it's amazing when I when I can hear it back and thinking, oh, I think I took the over, and I really yeah. shouldn't have. But uh, I'll tell you what it does, mate. It gives us scope for huge improvement next year. Absolutely, it does. And speaking of regretting your decisions, Daz, I no, don't no. think you're going to be happy with this one because we move on to the oh. Dallas Cowboys whose line was 9.5. They finished the season 12 and 5. Oh, took the- <laughs> and oh. Daz took the under. He had no faith in the Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott coming back from his injury. Can you tell us through, or talk us through what your reasoning was, if you can remember? Um, I think of, I think a, um, a drugs test might have been ordered that night. <laughs> I think that's definitely... An option. I must have just thought that Dak's foot was stuffed at the time, and just took the gamble that he that he wouldn't get it right. But yeah, terrible NFC East, and uh, I think Dazzling might have been winging a few picks that night and just got that one wrong. But with the uh, the bank of knowledge that I've received throughout the season, mate, I've got no doubt that I won't be making those hailers this year. Yeah, not your best moment. No. I took the over, so yeah. I pegged back a point, and it evens us up at 4-4. Mm. Uh, we're going to be keeping a close eye on the tally to crown winner at the end. On to the Denver Broncos. Their line was at set at 8.5, eight and a half wins. They finished the season 7-10. and 10, And I think this is pretty good by both of us because we both took the under. Yeah, we were. Denver, well, you, you definitely weren't buying any of Denver's stock. Um at all. And then, yeah, when the one thing that you can't be in this league is a quarterback away, you can be a running back or a wide receiver away, or maybe a defensive piece or, or even an O-line if you look at the Bengals, but you can't be a quarterback away and, and they were. So yeah, pat on the back uh, for us, I think. Yeah. Spot on. I was low on the Broncos for quite a while there. So wasn't surprised listening back that I took the under and correctly took the under. So Two in a row for me, and that momentum will carry on to Detroit, whose line was set at five wins. They finished the season 3-13 and a tie. Uh, I think this was pretty obvious from the outset that Detroit were going to be one of the worst teams in the league, and this was a pretty easy decision to take the under here. It was, but to Detroit's credit, this could have easily been a stinker. I think in the first nine weeks, they had five games decided by a touchdown or less. So yeah. This could have been another one where a lot of betting agencies cleaned up, but they did the right thing by us, Detroit, and not quite got over the line. Yeah, I think we need to thank Justin Tucker for one of those, hitting that uh, 65-yard field goal or whatever it was in Detroit that day. So uh, that broke Lions fans' hearts, but it's wept for us come this episode. So three in a row for me. Mm -hmm. And 
let's keep the momentum going because we are moving to Green Bay, whose line was set at 10 wins. They finished 13 and four, Easy and over. we both took the over. Um, this was right around the time of the Aaron Rodgers saga kicking, well, not kicking off, but being in full motion. And I think that was taken into account when setting the line of 10, but we were both confident that he would stick around and it turned out he did. Yeah, he's just your annoying rich mate that's got a bitch of a girlfriend. He'll complain all the time, but he's never going to leave. So pretty safe bet, that one. <laughs> yeah, well played. I think yeah, it's uh, spot on, to be honest. So let's move on to the Houston Texans. Their line was set at four, and they went four and 13. Oh, so that is considered, that's considered a push. Mm. We both took the under on that one. So... We're going to give ourselves half a point. So that will put us on seven and a half each going into the next team, which is a division rival, the Indianapolis Colts. Their you were not high on the Colts, I don't think. If I can predict, go back to that night, I don't think you were high well, on the Colts at all. Their line was set at 9.5 and they finished nine and eight. Oh. And I took the over. Oh, hello, Walls. Plot twist. So I took the over and so did Daz. Well, well I knew I would have. Yeah. Te- we both thought the Colts were going to be a double-digit win team. So That's the um, most faith you've ever interesting had in Carson one Wentz there. in your life. Well, I said in that episode, one of my quotes was, I mm. think he back to 2017 MVP Wentz form, which did not. <laughs> did not quite age as well. Um the prediction wasn't as bad considering they were half a win away from uh, the win line. But uh, yeah, I was surprised listening back to that because I think my trust and confidence in the Colts sort of lessened as we got closer to the season. Um, A bit like the Cleveland Browns example from Mm. before. So that's what I put it down to now. Shout out to Jacksonville. Another one who wrecked a, uh, who, yes. who helped the bookies out in a big way. So, yeah, I think uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think this will be the first time Urban Meyer gets credit for anything, isn't it? Yeah, well, he wasn't there when it happened. Oh, yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, not for the Colts He'd already game, got so. the lem- He got the lemonade and sass before Maybe. that even happened. But See you, champ. You've segued, you've segued it beautifully, Daz, because mm. we're moving on to the Jags. Now, I'm not proud of what I'm about to say because – the line for the Jags was set at six and a half. Oh, no, you didn't. They finished the season three and 14 oh, no. and got the number one pick. And I took the over. Oh, boy. How do you feel? <laughs> Listening back to it, it's it sort of sh- sent a shiver down my spine, to be honest. Just listening back to the reasoning. I said that Andrew Luck would come up. Uh, not Andrew Luck. Trevor Lawrence would come in and have an Andrew, have an Andrew yeah. Luck type impact. As a rookie, uh, he didn't quite come close to that. The Jags petered out and were the worst team in football. So definitely looking back at some of the good predictions I've made, this one would not be at top of that list. But Dazzling gets a bit of a break because you took the under wisely. Mm. Uh, so well done to you, Daz. But uh, yeah, look, not my best moment, that's for sure. Well, when you've got to make 32 decisions in one day, mate, a couple of them are going to be stinkers. But uh, as long as we can hold ourselves accountable and have a bit of a laugh about it, I think the fans will appreciate it. And I think you had more faith in in Jacksonville than anyone did this year. So it's it's a bit of a credit to you. And 
fingers crossed they can get it together again with their another number one pick in Trayvon Walker. Yeah, I don't think I'll be taking the over this year, but we'll have to so. wait and see. <laughs> so that leaves the leaderboard at oh boy, 7.5 for myself, 8.5 for Daz. Yes, please. So Dazzling holds a lead uh, after the, uh, I think this is the halfway point. So hmm. Dazzling holds a one-team lead coming into the Kansas City Chiefs, whose line was set at a hefty 12.5. They finished 12 and 5, so did not quite make the win line. And I took the under. Oh, wow. Yeah, so listening back and everything I said throughout the season, I was saying in this first episode about their defense and how Mm. I thought their defense wasn't up to par and it would cost them games. Um, I said that in the preseason, it came true. I took the under and considering my poor judgment in the previous <laughs> team, I think I'm well and truly made up for it here with this Kansas city prediction. Yeah. It cancels each other out those two. That's, that's an outstanding call that look, that was probably one of the safer ones. I reckon that night. Um, yeah. I, I would have taken the over on that one. There was no way I thought Kansas city went winning 13 games. Yeah. You certainly did take yeah. the over. So that levels us up at eight and a half each as we move to the Las Vegas Raiders, who this is the episode that you brought in the stat that they hadn't had a winning season since two. Oh, they'd only had one winning season since 2002. Yep. They got one this year. They they finished. (laughs) I don't think we picked it. They finished 10 and seven. Oh no. Uh, Their line was set at six and a half. Oh no. Oh, please don't tell me. But we both took the over. Oh, thank God. We both took the over with the justification that we thought they would beat the win line but wouldn't have a winning season. We were picking either 8, 9, or 7 and 10, but they managed to get that winning season. So you didn't have to, to say that. Just say we picked the over and move on. Wow. <laughs> Nailed it. We're holding each other accountable yeah, we here, Daz. So yeah. we did. We still nailed the prediction. Yep. Uh, we still get a point. So, so that still- makes us 9.5 each out of 18. Yes, that's I think better. so. That's better than 50%. We'll take that. Yeah, that, that's that's really good going, actually. Outstanding. So let's move on to Daz's second team. The LA Chargers. Fully, lo- fully, fully loaded Justin Herbert at quarterback. The line was set at nine and a half. They finished nine and eight. Yeah. So Daz, did you take the over? Yeah. Yeah, you certainly yep. did. So I picked out- them for a Super Bowl within three years so yeah of course i did yeah you took the over i took the under okay. so i actually just got this one correct uh and i had concerns over their defense, defense yeah which ended up coming to fruition so uh the doubts of my afc west teams ended up coming true which gives me a one team lead going into the la rams whose line was set at 10 and a half. They finished 12 and five. We both took the over. I think after the Matthew Stafford trade, this line became pretty easy to predict. Um, And although they only, they only were one and a half wins over the line. It was was a pretty safe ride throughout the whole season. Yeah. They would have taken something disastrous for them to, to not hit that line. And uh, we needed a couple of easy ones, mate, because I think we've had four of the last six be within a game. So thank you to the Rams for proving us right. And 
They'll be another interesting team because Aaron Donald is apparently content if the new contract doesn't appease what he wants. So, you know, how many wins is he worth to the Rams when it comes to the over-under? I can't wait to find out. Yeah, I think this exercise with the People's Prince coming up is going to be a cracking episode that we can't wait for. <laughs> Imagine holding him accountable. <laughs> oh, God. This, this, pen, pencil for this time next year and TD getting six right, I think. So sh- <laughs> shout out to our man who will be listening. Absolutely. But let's move on and see how optimistic Daz was about his Dolphins coming in to the start of last season because their line was nine and a half. Oh, it went nine and eight. They finished nine and eight. So they just missed. I don't think I would have picked this to have a double digit win season. So you're saying you went the under? With not a lot of confidence. This show has changed you because you were optimistic back then. Oh no. You took the over that. And that's why that that there you go. That's what changed me. That is that that must be that must be it. It, it must have resonated in your head. That goes against and- my brain. And you vowed not to be optimistic ever again. Yeah, we both <laughs> took the over. I, I was probably more confident with the Dolphins than you were in the preseason, to be honest. Mm. Um, I know their draft hall was something that really got me excited in terms of the the Jalen Waddle drafting, the Jalen Phillips drafting, Javon Holland as well. I was quite high on all three of those players. So I took the over as well. Both missed by half a game. And as I said at the start of the show, the line set were outstanding. A lot of these are coming in within a game, so uh, quite hard to predict. Speaking of hard to predict, the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Their line was set at eight and a half. They finished the season eight and nine. Oh. I, think both, I, have, I think I would have had faith in Kirk. Yeah, we both took the over. Oh. And I know my reasoning was they were in a bad division, so I thought they would have... Um, got enough division wins to carry them over the line. Has but... that gone under the radar? Eight and nine. Yeah. For that team. Now let, let's talk about this because yeah. when mm. we're looking into next season, you tip the Vikings to win the NFC North. That's already aged badly. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's probably not my favorite prediction you've made, but I mean, we've got a long way to go, but considering you jumped on the bandwagon of an eight and nine, who hasn't changed anything? How yeah. do you feel? Um, pretty bad, mate. Yeah, I'm feeling, yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling like I've waited all day to have the leftovers from last night's dinner and found out rats got in and ate it and have um, shat in my fridge. So not feeling good at all. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how badly that ages throughout the year. Yeah, look, I don't think that's going to be... I think that's going to be something that we uh, keep mm. touching on quite frequently with a bit of joy. The Patriots yeah. of New England... Their line was set at nine. They finished 10 and seven. So they beat the win line. Oh, I would have picked under. Yeah, we both yeah. went the under. I had my doubts about Mac Jones, which probably hasn't aged that greatly. And Daz wasn't sure about the overall roster considering um, what they had spent in free agency and maybe not coming together as a unit. We probably... Didn't miss by that much. Ten and seven. Um, it was a nine win. Uh, it was a nine win line. So, you know, not too bad. Yeah, no, not yeah, not. That's not one that will keep me up at night for sure. But um, probably a credit to Bill Belichick there because our points were shared by the greater NFL community too. We didn't know what their squad would look like considering their off season, and we didn't know if Mac Jones would have a high ceiling. So, 
uh, as pain as much as it pains me to say, as the Dolphins fan, they exceeded expectations and then some. But they went from spending a lot of money in free agency to now doing stuff all in the off season. So we're going to see what happens with the Patriots this year. Yeah, they're a very interesting watch. We'll go for a little score update. I currently sit at 11 and a half points. Dazzling currently sits at 10 and a half yeah. points. So there's one team in it. Let's go to the New Orleans Saints. And for a man in me who up until we'd done this episode had watched two full games of NFL live and one game back, I'm not too disappointed about how well this is going so far. Yeah. I feel like it's going to go to shit pretty quick. Yeah. But right now, I'm feeling okay. You were quite, I uh, know you were quite inexperienced when it came to mm. the NFL come this stage. You were definitely had your training wheels on. So yeah, it was raw, as it's they a cre- say, as a talent. It, it's a credit to you, that's for sure. Let's move on to the Saints. Their line was set at nine. They finished nine and eight. So two pushes for the betting company. Mm. Impressive work. Yep, impressive work. Just refund the bets and thanks for coming. And uh uh, would have also helped with the for those that don't know much about the gambling but if you have a push in a multi it affects how much you win if the multi gets up so um it can affect it by quite a bit depending on how many legs are in there so they would have saved themselves and absolutely got awful lot of coins so they'll be pretty happy that new orleans kept up their end of the bargain you could say yeah they'll be thrilled about that so half a point each again which puts us on 12 verse 11 mm-hmm. as we go to the new york giants who Oh, I tipped to be a division smoky. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I'm actually feeling better if even if I did got this wrong. Which has aged hmm. about as poorly as you can imagine. Yeah, it's got a bit of Joan Rivers' face about it when it comes to aging. Yeah, oh, not ideal. The line was at seven. Oh. They finished four and 13. <laughs> and not only did I take the over, oh, no. but you bloody did Fuck, as well. Why? <laughs> So I don't know. Oh, I don't know what we saw in the Giants, to be honest. I think, I think my man crush on Kenny Golladay got the better of me then. I'd nearly agree. My man crush on Saquon Barkley yeah. had the same influence. So uh, we can't let love enter the conversation again, mate. No, that that's when you uh, that's when you find trouble. Mm. Head over heart this year for me. Absolutely. So let's move to the Jets, the other team in New York, the other mediocre team in New York, <laughs> even though there's only two of them. And their line Shout out was to the Knicks six. if they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> their line was set at six. They finished four and 13. I think it was a pretty obvious under uh, that we both took and both correctly predicted. So, yeah, easy wins. Have we lost the ability to say obvious given the Giants call? Well, <laughs> there's, a case to, there's a case to be made, but I'll take yeah. any win, mate. Potentially uh, every pick we get right from here is a miracle. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's move on to the Philadelphia 76ers, who you That'd branded. That'd be the Eagles, I reckon. Oh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Sorry, <laughs> oh, I'm boy. mixing my sports. <laughs> who you branded the most irrelevant team in the league before the season started. Yep, and shout out to Atlanta, who absolutely flew past them in that race. <laughs> Their line was set at six and a half. Oh, no. They ended up finishing nine and eight and making the playoffs. I do not feel good about this. And we both took the under. Oh, we both did. Okay, that's fine. I'm happy to I, have bad calls as long as you're having them as well. Because I nearly agreed with you that they were the most relevant team in the NFL and how wrong we were considering I'm tipping them to win the NFC East this year. So, And I took Jalen Hurts in the first round of our Dynasty Fantasy League. So I'm on board, Philly. 
Well, Let's see what you can do. Well done to Philly for convincing the both of us to jump on board. That's Absolutely. good, buddy. Yep, and I guarantee you Atlanta will not be doing that this year. No, no, I doubt it. I don't uh, hate Atlanta for the record. I just do not care about you. It's just they objectively <laughs> have a bad roster. <laughs> so let, let's go to the Pittsburgh Steelers line at eight and a half, record of nine and seven. They, Again, the line, how good? Yeah, elite, really elite. Oh, that'll be nine and eight. Sorry, that was a typo because uh, it was 17 games. So nine and eight. I took the under, so just missed out. Dazzling took the under, oh. so just missed out. Oh, come on, man. I'm getting wow. the suspense going because we're getting right towards yeah. the end of the uh, episode, so I need to build the suspense. But, oh, yeah, we both took the under. Uh, I think the concerns about Big Ben after – because the last game that we saw the Steelers play at time of recording this episode oh, was the playoff blowout to Cleveland. Mm. And Big Ben looked terrible. He was 50-50 about coming back. So we didn't have a lot of faith in that offense to win nine games, which they managed to do. So shout out to him. Yeah, absolutely. Let's That's... move on to my... Sorry, mate, go on. Yeah, let's move on to my pre... Preseason Super Bowl candidate from the NFC, the San Francisco 49ers, whose line read 10 and a half wins. They finished 10 and seven. As you can imagine, me predicting them to go to the Super Bowl, I took the over. Dazzling also took the over. So we're both high on the 49ers, who started pretty poorly and then came mm. home with a wet sail and only just missed out on the NFC title. So uh, not the worst areas by the big man in charge today. I'm really, I'm, I'll tell you what this episode is doing. It's making me annoyed that I agree with you, which is <laughs> something that hasn't really happened in nine years of friendship. But uh, right now I'm thinking, oh, surely I've gone the under. No, nah, I agreed with him. Shit. So with four teams to go. You're up one. I think. The leaderboard reads 13-12 Smithy. Oh, boy. I'm and this think is of who I could have got one back on you, let alone two. This is the team and the prediction that I'm proudest of because a lot of people thought this would be a really good team. Their line was at 10. Seattle. They finished seven and 10. It was the Seattle Seahawks who mm. I took the under on. Oh, shit. And Daz took the over on it. So I've got a two That's team. Over. Two-point advantage with three teams to go. A lot of people were high on the Seahawks in the preseason. And I looked at the Russell Wilson situation Mm. and I looked at their defense and they were the two factors that I didn't want to take the over. And those were probably the two main things, Russell Russell Wilson's injury and the defense that stopped the Seahawks winning games of football. I think we underestimate even as the season went through, I'm thinking back of when we would have conversations about them. I think we vastly underrated how bad the nucleus of their roster is. Yeah. And I even think now we're looking at it like, you know, you take Russell Wilson out of there and I know they lost other players as well, but you know, you take a quarterback out of a lot of teams and you go, okay, they're not, they're obviously going to be worse, but can they survive? There are a lot of good teams out there that you would say, yes. In Seattle, we're going to figure it out really, really quickly. It's not even close to a no. Yeah. It's a good pick by you. You deserve this win. Yeah. So 
sitting two points clear with three teams to go. The next team is Tampa Bay, whose line was set at 11 and a half, coming off the Super Bowl victory, which listening back, I was surprised about um, that it was so low. They went 13 and four. We both took the over. Well, I picked them to be in the Super Bowl, so I'm glad I got that right. Yeah, so we both get the point there, which leaves us at 15-13 with two teams to go. I need a tie. Come on, Dazzling. The Tennessee Titans, their line was set at nine wins. Ryan Tannehill, did I have faith in Tannehill? Back then I was stupid, so I might have said yes, (laughs) which (laughs) might have turned out to be really smart. Nice little drive-by. The line set at nine. They went 12-5, and as we know, and won the AFC one seed. We both took the over. So we both get the point. 16 to 14. With Washington to go. With Washington to go as we move as we move on to the now commanders, Mm. then football team. Their line was set at eight. They went seven and ten. They were my island team, so I took the over uh, incorrectly, and Dazzling took the under, which takes I'll take it, which takes the final tally of the 2021 slash 22. Over under projections, 16 Smithy, 15 Daz to give me a one-point victory. Talk us through it, Daz. I am I feel like let me let me put it up. I feel like if the Jets made the playoffs, I with <laughs> with so much with so little experience, probably no right to be there. I'll put up a flight and I'm here. I'm actually thrilled with that, and that gives me a lot of confidence that going into this year that I might take it out. We've got to add the people's prints in as well. He could get six or 28, but it won't be yep. in between. Let me tell you. Um, yep. uh, and we go from there. So I'm actually, I'm at, with that and the tip and winning the tipping, I'm actually low key confident about what I can produce next year. I think there's, I'm building something. Let's put a pep in the step of our man. Let me tell you, uh, getting, getting 16 out of 32. Technically it's a pass mark. Mm. Um, I'm quite disappointed with a few of my predictions. Hello, Jacksonville and the New York Giants, if you're listening anywhere. Um, but look, I think a pass mark at any time is something that should be uh, applauded. So I'm happy. Looking forward to getting stuck into this episode in the coming weeks with the new win and loss projections. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Anything else before we sign off, Daz? Um. No, I'm not sure. Like, there is going to be plenty of off-season content um, about the, um, oh, what's it called? The distribution as well. Google Podcasts, by the time you're listening to this, will be back on, which is cool. Um, and if you've got anyone that uh, listens to the podcast is struggling to get on, Spotify and Apple are the two most common. They're going to be there when we upload, no matter what. We're working on Google as well, but a couple of the lesser ones, we are still working with getting the distribution out there so if you are enjoying the content and you know someone else that might as well spotify apple and google podcast are the three best places to go and smithy not only do you get the win here mate but you've uh, put some pressure on me in the host chair to improve because you'd be a, a worthy adversary for that role you're outstanding today mate well done thanks for that mate uh easy learning from the best but i will be looking forward to getting back in the analyst chair next to the great man td in our next episode but until then Thank you for listening to this review. Holding each other accountable is the main thing and having a laugh is also the main thing. So we've done both today, but most importantly, stay safe, everyone.